Hello and welcome to another naturopath specialty session. You are here with Amy Mingan and I am going to talk to you today about dairy. So, so many people ask me questions about dairy and I think it's time for me to share my piece of advice and really give you the lowdown of what I believe is the good, bad and the ugly. So thanks so much for joining. Today is just going to be a short snippet of an episode because it's just more about me speaking my mind. So if you're a naturopath and you're listening, this is probably just preaching to the converted. Although maybe it's not. Maybe you are someone who still has dairy every day and you don't see an issue with it. But for me, in my clinical practice and from my personal experience, life is better without dairy. And the reason is dairy contains large protein portions and large sugar portions and large fat globules that are really difficult for our human digestive processes to process. So let's start way back at the beginning. If a mother can't breastfeed, usually what happens is that baby gets put on formula and the formula unfortunately is usually made of dairy. And so these poor little bubbers, bless them, they do their best to digest and absorb the dairy. And yes, whilst they look like they're putting on weight, there has been some information out there to say that dairy has been linked to inflammation. So these babies who are put on formula early might be gaining weight in a way where it's more an inflammatory weight rather than a nutritional weight. So compare that to human breast milk where the protein portions, the fat globules and the sugar, the lactose portion are all really small and they're made for human babies. So when these larger dairy portions go into the human digestive tract, they're made for a larger animal. They're made for baby cows and we all know how huge cows are. And it can cause a lot of upset in the tummy. So some kids will get, or some adults will get awful wind pain or bloating. Um, others, and I get this, is if I have dairy, it makes a bad taste in my mouth. It's literally like I've had just bad bacteria. And it's really disgusting. And if I have too much dairy, and people I know as well, I've seen this time and time again in clinic, they tend to end up with tonsil stones and tonsil stones are these disgusting little almost like little uh oh how would i describe them they're teeny tiny pebbles and they sit on the tonsil and you can literally push on the tonsil with um one of those tongue depressors and it'll pop out all these little um, tonsil stones and they're really smelly full of bacteria and full of immune cells and it's a large indicator to me that there's inflammation going on in those tonsils. So if it's happening in the tonsils, it's likely happening in the nasal cavity. So if you're somebody who gets regular bouts of sinusitis or even just nasal congestion, you can normally tell when someone's speaking a bit nasally. Oh my goodness, usually those people are doing so much better without the dairy. So let's go a little bit further 
and talk about the effects that dairy can have on our metabolic rate because I treat lots of women and have treated lots of women for weight loss or stunted weight loss might we call it and these women despite trying all the different things lots of exercise and eating well if they're still having dairy a lot of them are finding that they're still holding weight and that's because dairy is full of something called insulin-like growth factor and that is to help baby cows grow so what does it do in a human sense? Well, it can affect the way that our metabolic processes work. It can speed up the aging process. It can cause, it has a big link with hormonal acne. And there's also a link with eczema. So there's certain immune processes, uh, T helper cells, T helper 17, that get a little bit out of balance and get sped up when people are having dairy in their diet. So I guess next question is, all right, so if you cut dairy out, well, what are you supposed to, where are you supposed to get your calcium from? Well, let me just say right now that getting your calcium from dairy is a big fat myth because there are so many foods that are high in calcium. You can eat fish with edible bones, you can eat broccoli, you can eat leafy greens, you can eat kale, you can eat almonds, you can eat any number of fruits, veggies, nuts and seeds, even meats, and you will get more than enough of your daily calcium needs. You don't need to rely on dairy for calcium. As far as alternates to dairy, there's a lot of vegan products on the market. So like vegan cheeses and all sorts of um, dairy alternative milks. And to be honest, a lot of them are full of crap, to be honest. Um, the things that you're wanting to avoid are the ones with excessive added sugars and flavors and preservatives. Um, but what I notice most is people who have come off dairy due to their digestive issues, if they jump onto a brand like Almond Breeze and not just trying to pick on them, but I know that they contain carrageenan and carrageenan, if you look that up, has been linked to IBS. And so if you're someone who thinks that they're doing the right thing, they've gone off the gluten and they've gone off the dairy and the sugar and then they get this awesome almond breeze, well, guess what? You're putting carrageenan in there and it could be causing even more inflammation than when you began. So I like the brand Nutty Bruce um, and there's another one, I think it's called Inside Out. I use that one and it's delicious. Um, otherwise, if you've got a high-speed blender at home, soak your own almonds blend them up and then just put them through a nut milk bag, strain them out. I then blend it again with a little pinch of salt and a drop of stevia and a little bit of vanilla. I use vanilla powder and that blends into a beautiful almond milk that, you know, you can make yourself a couple of liters every couple of days and it's absolutely way cheaper and way healthier for you. You can actually use any nut and seed um, hemp milk is amazing to make as well. So I guess that kind of brings me to my conclusion that dairy, although not everyone reacts to it, I do believe it has a large factor in driving inflammation in a lot of people's bodies. And it's that inflammation that can remain a bit silent for ages. So if you're wondering why you're not losing weight or why you're getting hormonal acne or why your skin 
has little dry patches on it or why your kid keeps complaining about their belly pain, maybe it's time you start looking into whether you could start either reducing or avoiding dairy and start to make a different choice. I'm not going to even going to say a better choice, but just a different choice and just see how that works for you. And if you are cutting out dairy, just one last piece of advice, six weeks it takes to get out of your system. So dairy can stay in the lymphatic system, which is like our toxic waste dump in our body that runs alongside our venous system. It takes up to about six weeks for dairy to get out of there. So before you jump back on the dairy train and really test it out, make sure you cut it out for six weeks and see how you go. But of course, like any other time, if you're struggling to know what to substitute for or if you really want to do a test and figure out if dairy is one of your intolerances, get in touch. Just uh, jump through to my website. You can find me at www.womenshealthonline.com.au. Thanks everyone and I'll see you in the next episode.